Welcome to this election season episode of the Peak City Podcast. I'm Shane Reese. Campaigns for Apex Town Council are underway with early voting beginning on October 19th at the Wake County Board of Elections, October 28th at the John Brown Center here in Apex, and Election Day is on November 7th. The town of Apex has a mayor and five council members with four-year terms for each seat. Council elections are staggered every two years. This year, the mayor's office and two council seats are up for election. Five council seats are currently running for two open seats, and we've invited all of them as guests of the podcast. Each candidate will be asked identical questions, and we'll do our best to give each candidate equal time. We're asking candidates to speak to their strengths, explain why folks should vote for them, and refrain from attacking opponents or their platforms. We're joined right now by Tayon Williams-Dancy. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Shane. I'm excited to be here today. And again, I'm Tayon Williams-Dancy, a candidate for Apex Town Council. Let's kick things off with your elevator pitch. Tell us a little bit about yourself, why you're running for council, and the specific ideas that make up your platform. Thank you. I am a native North Carolinian, born and raised east of here in Rocky Mount, North Carolina, in Edgecombe County. I've always lived in North Carolina after Leaving Rocky Mount, I went to school down in Charlotte at the University of North Carolina at Charlotte and made my first adulting decision right here in Apex, North Carolina. I decided out of college that this is where I wanted to live. And so moved into my first apartment here as my first decision, married about a year later, bought my first home here in Apex, had my two children here in Apex and still here now over 25 plus years. So I love this town and I'm excited about contributing at greater levels. A little bit more about me. I call myself relatable. I love people. I love engaging with people. I love listening and hearing what people have to say about a myriad of things, but also most importantly for this role about our great town of Apex. What about my platform? My platform My tagline is aim beyond the peak. And so that does not mean that I am trying to move here beyond Apex or go there. No, it means I can serve Apex right here because there's much more work to be done here in our town. So we haven't reached the pinnacle. There's more we can do. And so the A and AIM stands for affordable housing. Housing affordability is key for us. And we are, you know, perched at a place now where we can get ahead of the curve to prepare for what is to come. We've seen some of our neighboring towns struggle with that, and we still have land that is to be developed, et cetera. So we have opportunity here in Apex that others may not have. Then my second point is inclusive community and communication. And so in this, I want Apex to be a welcoming place for everyone. And so we do need to think about what inclusivity looks like, what it feels like, because it's about not just words, but actions. Also, communication, when I'm out on the campaign trail, one of the things I hear most is the town council and the town staff, it feels very closed off. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what the updates are. It's hard to find information. And so I'd like to provide some impact in that area, too. How can we improve the communication across our town? And then lastly, manageable growth and infrastructure. It's the last one, but it's also probably the most difficult one because we have to work with other forms of government in order to really manage the quality of life here in Apex. There are all things that come into the planning when you're talking about growth. And we're one of the top growing places here in North Carolina and in the country. And so how do we manage that? And we have to involve all levels of government to do that. It's always a top priority to ensure infrastructure like roads and schools keeps up with our rapidly growing town. 
And yet the council is limited in directly solving many of these issues because they're overseen by the county, state, or federal government. For example, only Wake County can build new schools and only the state DOT can install new traffic lights. If you're elected to the town council, what's your view on the best way to coordinate with other government entities to make progress on these important infrastructure projects? I believe that the core at the heart of that reach out or the coordination is really relationship building. I think it is key to have relationships at all levels of government. And so how do we ensure that we're doing that on an ongoing basis as a town and not just when we need something, not just when we have an ask or a request? I spent about nine years for a nonprofit organization doing quite a bit of work, advocacy and training for members of this organization for the state level, for our local levels, as well as federal levels. And also at the base of that was relationship building. When we went into the office, they knew who we were. And so they're more open to having the conversation, one. Two, there are just some laws that are in place, and we have to follow those laws. But are there ways that we can affect policy? In the role that I had before, I also taught how to affect the actual policy or change policy if that's something that we need to do. And so that's another area. If you have relationships there, you can engage in those types of conversations. Over the next six months or so, the town will update long-range transportation and land use plans for the western Big Branch area in the southwest part of town, bordered by US-1, I-540, and old US-1, an area that's historically part of the Friendship and New Hill communities. Town staff have held public input sessions, and final proposals will likely be brought before the council for approval next spring. What are your thoughts about growth and development in the western Big Branch area, and what would you like to see prioritized in the plan? So when it comes to growth in general, you either hate it or you love it. And so the town, the staff, and the council have a difficult place when they're having to make those decisions. And so we certainly will have those. But growth is not bad in and of itself. It's about how you manage it. It's about how we steward ourselves over what we have. And so when I think about growth in that area, we just need to look at, again, our plans that we have in place, the proposals that are in place, and say, what is the appropriate level of growth? How are we planning the connectivity around the towns? Are we ensuring that they're walkways? Are we ensuring we're doing the relationships with the different organizations where we'll need to ensure their turn lays, et cetera? Traffic, when I'm out on the campaign trail, is one of the number one issues that people talk about. It's also an issue that people say, but I don't want the highway to come through my area. And so how do you balance the need for ensuring that you're planning for the increase and traffic when there is more growth coming into Apex. I come from a city, as I mentioned earlier, east of here, that does not have a lot of growth. So you also don't really want to be on that end of the spectrum. So we've got to look at how do we balance that, not just with residential growth, but with businesses as well. Usually when the people grow, then businesses want to come here, and so we can expand from that forefront as well. Lots of folks find Apex is a great place to be, but many of our teachers, firefighters, police officers, and other town employees who work here are having trouble finding a place to live, or they're getting priced out altogether. We hear about teachers teaching in Apex, but living in Sanford. What's your view on how to best tackle these issues? Thank you. So I knew that was an issue. However, being a participant of this year's Peak Academy and being able to visit every one of the town departments to hear from them about what they do and really learn about the operations of that, I asked the questions in many of them, do you live in Apex? 
And most of the time, the answer was no. Most did not live here because of the reasons she just talked about. They cannot afford to be here. And so my platform, again, looking at housing affordability, does focus in on that. That is one of the key areas that I want to be able to provide for those who live here in Apex. I think about myself. I moved here right out of college. My son is in his third year of college. If he wanted to come back here to live in Apex, he probably would have to live in my attic. And I want to ensure that Apex, we're just not aging out, but we're also bringing fresh and new people and young people here into our great town. Then I'm also on the other end. My daughter is in high school. It's her senior year. So I'm on the end of empty nester. I've been thinking about moving myself and saying, let's downsize. But when my husband and I look to go downsize, we're going, well, I guess we'll stay here and we'll make this dining room downstairs a bedroom instead because of the cost of moving to another location. So I do think it's an area we need to focus on. And in my opinion, it's not just affordability for those public service workers, et cetera. Housing affordability is about everyone, even our aging population who want to age here in place. How do we keep them here if they want to downsize also from those larger homes? So we need to focus on it for everyone. The council unanimously adopted a downtown plan in 2019 after months of input from the community and much of that progress was delayed during the pandemic. But with city centers like Sweetwater, Underway, and Viridia on the way, people will have a growing number of options for walkable hubs with restaurants, shops, and other attractions outside of the historic downtown district. From your perspective, what roles do these city centers play in coming years, whether it's economic development or cultural hubs? And where does the downtown plan land on your priority list? Yes. So, you know, I think it's important that we do continue to focus on our historic downtown. That is one of the draws here to Apex is it still gives that small town feel. And so I'd like to see that continue with our downtown. I've also graced many of the businesses in downtown and asking them their thoughts. Again, one of my keys is really engaging the people. I want to hear what their concerns are. And one of the infamous discussions, of course, is about parking. What's the best way to park? And depending upon who you're talking to, there are differences of opinions and what should be done there. But what I want to make sure we're doing is that with the businesses that we have downtown, that we are still ensuring that traffic is drawn into that area. And what do we need to do as a town in order to ensure that that is happening? One of the great events I just attended, Buy Local, Shop Local. It was beautiful to see everyone in downtown focused on shopping in downtown. What about these other areas that you mentioned, like Viridia? Again, I think growth is not necessarily a bad thing. It's how we manage it. We can have a historic downtown that is booming, and we can have other locations that also have residential and business areas for the folks in Apex to go to. One of the things I like to tell people is even when visitors come, right, we want them here in our town. We don't want them to go to Cary, although we like our neighboring towns, but we want them to stay right here, see our downtown. It's historic. That's the reason you should come to downtown. But we also have these other locations, and it's okay to go over there and shop as well. And so I think there's a way we can showcase all parts of Apex to say this is where you want to be and this is where you want to visit. There are five candidates running for two seats, as we said earlier, which means three candidates won't serve on the council this cycle. If you're not selected, how do you plan on staying involved in town activities? If I am not selected for town council, I would love to serve on some of their committees that they may have in place. Again, based on my platform 
two of the key areas are housing affordability. I love to participate even more in that from a leadership perspective, as well as inclusive community and communication. There are so many things I think that can be done in that area. The town is already now adding staff to help in those areas. And I think I can help to add value to that, even if I am not in the seat. In an entirely different scenario, if you are elected, it's possible you'd be working with council members who see things very differently from you. In that case, how do you plan on building bridges and collaborating with your colleagues? Thank you. So I welcome that. I think one of the best ways to come up with the best ideas is when you come to the table with diversity of thought. Because I'll have my thoughts, the next person will have their thoughts. We bring those things all together and we can come perhaps to a compromise that says this is the best thing to do. We take a little bit of this one, we take a little bit of that one, and you can come up with some great ideas. I experienced that a lot in business today. I work in the software industry, and that's one thing we have to do. We work with all different types of people, all different types of customers, all great ideas, but we can't deliver all of them. And so what are the most critical ones to deliver and how best can we do those? That's something I have to do in my day-to-day job. The other thing I believe that's important in that is the voice of the customer. In this case, our customers, it's the community. What's the community saying? Yes, we have our ideas, but if we deliver this, is it satisfactory for the community? How do we gauge that? How do we get feedback? And I think a part of that also is drawing in more community engagement, going back to that inclusive community and communication Instead of us necessarily trying to pull people into the town and into town hall, how do we get out more to engage people if they're not willing to come in, if they're not willing to take that survey? How do we still get that feedback? I think we need to be more creative about how we do that. If you weren't constrained by a town budget or the laws of physics, what's the one thing you'd change about Apex? Oh, that is a very tough question. If I were not constrained, what would I do? So at the heart of some of the tough decisions that town leaders have to make, and I commend them for making them because they're tough, oftentimes they impact people and families. And sometimes when we're looking at the numbers, we don't see that family has lived on that farmland for X amount of years. We don't see that moving this mobile home area or rezoning it now affects families that maybe we don't see those mobile homes as long-term homes, but they've been in there 25 plus years. And so the one thing I do if there were no restraints was support those people, help those people move to other areas if that was the decision and the plan is already rolling and in place so that they have affordable homes here in Apex or try to drive some impact in those spaces where the families are impacted. Before we wrap up, give us your closing statements and where folks can find out more information about you and your campaign. Thank you. So again, my name is Tayon Williams-Dancy, and I am your candidate for the Apex Town Council. I am so excited to be running in this manner. I've been doing community organizing in Apex for some years. As I mentioned, I moved here 25 years ago. I'm also the one who organized the MLK March even here on our historic downtown apex but my platform again is aim beyond the peak focusing on affordable housing focusing on inclusive community and communication manageable infrastructure all of those things are important to me but what's more important is the community of people our business owners our entrepreneurs those who really 
have an impact here in Apex. I want to make sure that I am hearing from you. And so I do ask for your vote. As he mentioned earlier, it's almost time for early voting. I cannot believe it's almost time for early voting. In Apex, the community center will be open starting October 28th. So please make sure you get to the polls. Take someone with you and vote Tayon for Apex. You can find out more information about me at www. Dot Tayon, that's T-A-Y-O-N, for F-O-R, Apex, N-C, like North Carolina, dot org. And there's a wealth of information about me. You can also reach out directly via the contact page. I'd be happy to talk with you. We've been speaking today with Tayon Williams-Dancy, who's running for town council. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure, Shane. This is a special episode of the Peak City Podcast brought to you by Keller Williams Legacy in Beaver Creek. Be sure to check out the entire series of candidate interviews. Make sure to cast your vote during the early voting period or on Election Day Tuesday, November 7th. Thanks for listening. We'll see you around town.